Hello and welcome to the podcast Where Did the Rabbit Go? A podcast where every week we look at a certain claim that has been made on social media, in the news, or something picked up in a casual conversation and go down the rabbit hole. I'm your host Marco and this is show number 32 for Thursday, September 3rd, 2020. Today I'm bringing you another interview and I enjoyed this one a lot. Paola is a psychology student here in Monterrey, Mexico, where I live, and she is a testimony that age doesn't matter. In her case, I must say, you're never too young. She is a young woman with a great deal of empathy paired with an entrepreneurial spirit. When she observes a way to help people, she will move very quickly every rock to do so. She connects the dots and finds the right people to cooperate with and just makes things happen. I was also very interested in how she is using modern digital citizenship, more precisely the platforms of Instagram and TikTok, to connect with people and make her own projects grow. She is only 20 years old, but she is capable of high-order thinking and is a true leader. Since her school days, it was very clear that her peers are following her lead and she is using this gift for doing a lot of good. And I can't wait for you, dear rabbits, to hear all about it. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And without any further ado, here is Paola. Well, uh, Paola, welcome to the podcast. Where did the rabbit go? Hi, good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Good morning. Yeah, it's Sunday morning and we're ready with a cup of coffee here. <laughs> uh, Paola, why don't you tell the listeners uh, who you are and what is it that you do? Sure. My name is Paola Michelle Gonzalez Cardenas. I'm 20 years old. I'm in fifth semester of organizational psychology. I study at Tecnológico de Monterrey here in Monterrey, Mexico. And I do several projects besides from school. I have a project named Segunda Vida in which we sell used clothes. I have another one named Promo de Hoy in which we share um, different promotions from restaurants or other, other local businesses over here at Monterey. And I will start working too uh, as a part-time um, assistant in Tecnológico de Monterrey. Also, that's the newest uh, project. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And I, I want you on the podcast precisely because you have so many things going on. So you study at Tecnológico. You said it. It's a very uh, popular, very renowned university here in Monterrey. How has your experience been studying from home in this pandemic situation? Well, it started kind of um, rocky. I had um, several experience bad experiences with my internet with my computer and also with myself since i was very used to going to school at um 6 30 in the morning and then arriving home at 12 a.m so it was like a, a very hard hit for me at the beginning but now in in august almost september i am kind of more used to, to sitting in my computer and there taking my classes Classes, it's not the same. I mean, it, it changed a lot since since uh, presential classes stopped. But I'm I'm not complaining. I mean, it it's still school and better this than nothing, right? 
Right. But yeah, what is it that you miss most? I think arriving to my classroom and saying hi hello to my friends and maybe hugging them and hugging the teacher sometimes even. I don't know. <laughs> I miss human contact in general. Right. Yeah. I, yes. I must say uh, I also experienced the other side because I took master's classes and uh, for me it was the same. Uh, it's, it's not ideal. I miss the contact with the classmates, the dialogue, uh, interaction with the teacher. So it made it a lot difficult. And also for me, it's super difficult here at home to separate my private life and my work life mm -hmm. and to keep working without any distractions. Like if I go to my classroom where I'm the teacher, I know my chip is programmed to work there. And mm -hmm. here in the house, uh, no, I have my kids here, my, my wife, a pet, and uh, the cell phone is closed. Uh, life goes out on on the street. El elotero is coming, you know, selling elote and <laughs> a lot of interruptions. Um, but yeah, you said it um, in March, April, maybe it was a little difficult, but now I think we're better prepared. Is there yeah, sure. anything you, you would say that the university or the teachers could be doing better? I think the university took it very well from the beginning. I mean, they, they started making some, some special classes for the teachers to prepare, you know, for this new... Uh -huh. way of teaching and for the students too for to prepare for this way of, of learning so i think it it went pretty well but maybe some teachers could like um make more activities in their classes and not just sit there and and read a presentation you know i think mm -hmm. um some activities or new new dynamics could be good for for us as students because we get bored a lot i mean our generation has this this tendency to get bored quickly so I think they should um, maybe pay more attention to that. But in general, it's, it's good. I mean, it's doing great. Right, yeah, I feel the same. And there's kind of this ironic thing going on in, in my point of view. Uh, ironically, this has brought us teachers, students, parents, the whole school community closer together because we mm -hmm. all go through the same struggle now. Yes. And it's all kind <laughs> of, we solve it together. Mm -hmm. So... That's nice to see. There's a lot more appreciation for teachers and also teachers show much more empathy to their students, I think. Of course. Well, some, some of them, some um, don't, don't worry yes. too much, but most, I think it's, it's good. Yes. I've also seen some negative examples. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new learning experience for everybody. Yes. Um, yes. We're learning together. Over there at tech, uh, there's also an activity and I think that's one of the many Facebook, no, sorry, Instagram projects you are sharing. You uh, are president of Salpo, which is something like student council? Yes, yes, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. I'm the president of the student council of organizational psychology since February of this year. So you just had a few weeks to uh, do this presential and now it's all online, but you still, mm -hmm. you still hold that post and you still are active, right? Yes, yeah, sure. And what is it that you do for your classmates? Well, in that position, I make sure that we have some guests at, at Tecnologico Monterrey or now at, at Zoom like webinars or stuff like that, that have already studied our, our major, our organizational psychology major, so they can share their experiences and we can gain some knowledge from their experiences and not just like get into the professional world without, without any any professional experience and they make us 
they help us with some tips and some advice for for you know like um to start practicing with our our major and to i don't know make the most out of the university we will miss it every day so they they show us new things and i i make sure that that happens in the best way possible you know right and uh, is this the first time you do such a job or have you done student councils before i had never been a president i i i'm a very intense person and i i used to to get involved in in several groups i mean i'm i'm very interested in this um leadership positions at Tec de Monterrey since high school. I have I have um, loved this type of groups a lot, but I have been in several types of groups. I mean, the student council of my of my major is the first, this is the first um, year I get involved in something like this because I used to get involved in, in stuff involving um, social projects or, or maybe some different kinds of, of things. Also singing. So I, I, right. I love different things. So this, this is like a, one of the of the things i enjoy doing right we can also appreciate that on your instagram stories that you're a really talented singer <laughs> thank you and um yeah on there you mentioned several other projects and i want to draw attention to them so one of them is called segunda vida um could you tell us again like what is it about and who are you working with how did you get the whole idea Yes, of course. Um, it, it all started kind of, a, I think, a month ago now with my sister because we saw this opportunity where um, Instagram was filled, Instagram and the news and everything was filled with this new information that got out that fast fashion was really making a negative impact on our, on our environment. So that new, new alternatives needed to be made. And we also looked at our, at our own personal lives and we saw that we had a lot of clothes that we only used once or twice and were in excellent conditions. So we thought, why not start selling these kind of uh, clothes? And they're very like 30% of the original price. They're very cheap in comparison to the new clothes and they help the environment because we stopped consuming fast fashion. So we like got these two opportunities together and we started this. So this is a very recent, a very new project. Yes. Yes, indeed. So this is a great alternative for people. I know that some people uh, give away clothes uh, to the local church, for example, or, mm -hmm. or uh, people who recycle this in their families. Uh, it's, for example, what my wife does. A uh, cousin of hers is also living close here, and she has smaller kids. So this is another option of what we can do with our used clothes if they're still in good condition. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, because we... we suggest the option that if the clothes are not in good conditions or in excellent conditions, we can like direct the people to donate their, their clothes or to give it to their, like you said, their um, small siblings or small cousins or, you know, in general. Yeah, this is very typical here in Mexico, right? Uh, yes. Families are big there, especially a lot of cousins. Cousins are all family here, very close family and uh, mm -hmm. family gatherings are usually huge here. I think it's also part of the problem that we cannot control the virus here like in other parts of the world because it's just part of the lifestyle here to of get course. together in bigger groups, right? So this project, you're doing this with your sister, you said. Yes. And have, yes, you, yes. have you received any feedback from clients, from users? Yes, yes. In fact, my, my close friends, 
or not so close friends, but um, acquaintances in general have seen the page and they feel in the freedom and I love it to share their opinions. I mean, I, I think it's very important to hear from other people because sometimes we get stuck in our own personal perspectives and it gets kind of egocentric and then it, it could not work maybe if, if the clients are not happy. So I am very open and my sister is too to hear from people and to and for them to give us advice like I don't know maybe post in a different hour because they are not seeing our posts or maybe um, start posting mail mail clothes also that we started last last Sunday uh, because some male friends of mine have been had been um, consistently asking me for for mail clothes so I think that's cool and yes in general that that's it all right. Uh... Well, let's talk about another project of yours, which also is uh, kind of big on Instagram. Actually, it's bigger already. I've seen much more yes. there, which is called Promo de Hoy. Uh, what is that about? And the same questions. Who are you working with and how did you get the idea? Yes, over there I'm working with a friend also that is older than me, uh, a male friend. And we started this, I think, in November, December of, of last year, 2019. Because we were seeing that a lot of restaurants had started making these promotions, like, um, I don't know, maybe Thursdays we had boneless and, uh, I don't know, 50 pesos or something like that. So we started making kind of our, our own um, promo menu in our personal, like, WhatsApps, in which we started putting, like, Mondays we can go this, to this restaurant and Thursdays we can go to this restaurant. And, and then we, we had the idea of of sorry of, of making this instagram page in which we could share the promotions of of the restaurants and the local businesses over here and then the pandemic started so it it kind of helped us to grow a lot because a lot of businesses needed this new this new help you know because they all started closing and then they started opening again and then they had all these issues so i think it it has been going great because of all this situation too all right. Oh my God. There's a, uh, there's a podcaster in my podcasting network, the coupon queen pin podcast is all about, uh, saving money about taking advantage of food coupons and all things. I think she would mm -hmm. love this. So I will definitely let her know. And uh, <laughs> How many businesses are you currently cooperating there? I think right now, um, maybe around 10 or 15 each day. Yeah. Each day we get at least one message in which we have a, a business asking for our, our help and right now it's free i mean we are entirely doing it for the for the benefit of the local businesses right now so i think yeah around 10 15 maybe 20 sometimes in our good weeks <laughs> so uh it's mostly restaurants but it could be any kind of business i guess yes 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 we also have like um i don't know jewelry or soaps or something like that that's pretty Cool. And have you received feedback from them that their sales went up? Yes. Yes. In fact, we have. I think maybe the best the best businesses to promote are the smaller ones because sometimes when we promote big businesses, people I think they just see it and they they have this common perspective of ah they don't need help you know. Yes. So yeah, I think the smallest are the ones that we are helping the most right yeah, now. Like I said, el elotero the. Elote guy or something like the the local taco post. Yes. Maybe maybe barber shops. I think they have a hard time to 
Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, I want to congratulate you on this. So, this is what you get te- uh, that you get taught in in classes about entrepreneurship. Um, have you taken classes? Yes, in fact, uh, last summer. Yeah, last summer in, in June and July 2020, I had this entrepreneurship class in which we saw this kind of, of, of things, you know, like see an opportunity and then start it and then capitalize on it, you know. But I think, I think personally, I don't worry much about the capitalizing part. I think I, I'm, I mean, it's, it's great, but I think I, I'm more focused on like helping people or helping the environment or helping people feel better, you know, in general. I don't know. Yes, I think if we look at your projects about Promone Oi, about the secondhand clothes and also your student council, I think that's the common denominator, right? You do this yes. for helping people. And you, you have learned the lessons of entrepreneurship, of uh, considering problems of people, of showing empathy and of uh, connecting the dots, definitely, of also networking. One of those projects is with your sister, another one with them another male friend so the power of networking the power of using instagram to get the word out to to reshare things and i think this is the lesson right now this is what the landscape right now is like in 2020 yes so, so you use instagram to promote a lot do you also use tiktok i use tiktok mainly to to entertain myself i think i don't use it to promote that much i don't I personally don't think it works that much in that area. I think people just get into TikTok like to to have some fun or to distract themselves or maybe to, I don't know, get some um, motivation motivation messages. But right. yeah, I, I, I really enjoy TikTok as an entertainment method. But I mean, to promote, I really, really like Instagram since forever. <laughs> That's the probably the best tool. Yes. Maybe TikTok works for my podcast to promote. We will see. Mm-hmm, maybe <laughs> but also on instagram you use it a lot to interact with people so i saw your your follower numbers on your pages so you have quite a lot and uh you do ask me anything actually on sundays is that right yes that's right what kind of questions do people usually ask you <laughs> i think they're mo- more focused on like um heartbreak or maybe maybe friendship relationships i i think they see that i study psychology and they like kind of open up themselves i mean i make it anonymously only i see their names and if i answer to them i i don't disclose their names but i really enjoy that i really enjoy that people trust me and then they they like my advice i i really like it (laughs) that's uh that's going back to leadership as we mentioned in the beginning right it's it's astonishing to me that people seek the advice of you, you're also still very young and uh, about relationships and friendships. And you're right, maybe it's because of uh, the path that you're going down studying psychology. Yes, yes, I think that. But sometimes there are also completely different questions. Yes, sometimes they ask me about what do I think about aliens or stuff like that. And I really like it. I really think it, it makes my content like very and i don't know i really enjoy having a great laugh with them too yes i think i would also enjoy these out of the box questions a lot yes <laughs> I wanted to ask what is there a question like a really weird or funny question that still that you still remember hmm really weird or funny well maybe a weird one 
had was when they asked me what did I think about death penalty in Mexico and then that person started like giving me his whole research on that because he had been researching about it for like two years and I went like oh. I mean that was great but it like kind of, of took me out of my of my box it was like oh my god I didn't know all of that I, I don't know I really really like when someone gives me some information that, that I didn't have I really really enjoy learning things I can remember that's so I think that's that's awesome. <laughs> that's still my job as a teacher. I cannot help it. I mean, I was I was your teacher some years ago, and I remember it was like having a second teacher in the classroom with you. Everybody followed your word. You would you would control them, and uh, yeah, you showed leadership since you were really young. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, I cannot I cannot leave this role. I remember on one of those ask me anything. I still got into this explaining position with you. <laughs> That, I think that was the question, what would you prefer, uh, fix Earth or colonize Mars? Uh-huh, yes, that was a great question. It was a great question and it bothered me a little that it was like a one or the other because my answer clearly would be, let's do both. If we have the funding, we have to do both. Because obviously we need to save this planet for ourselves, but we also should become a multi-planet species. Mm-hmm. Because if something really bad goes down on our planet, like an asteroid strike again, that's the difference. The dinosaurs, they didn't have a space program, and we do. So we can actually make it work for us and, and survive. Even we could survive the death of our planet if we manage to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, I really liked your answer. In fact, I, I read it, and I, I was very excited to hear from you and to learn from yeah. you again after all these years. I love these questions that make you think. So maybe for the podcast, we'll also have some ask me anything, but I would limit it. Ask me anything about, and we'll, we'll do a topic. Yes, yes, it, it would be awesome. You always leave it completely open, right? Yes, always. <laughs> well, Paola, I'm, I'm really impressed by all the different activities that you're involved in. and Thank you. And how you manage, I mean, you must be quite busy all the time. Yes, I mean, I, I started learning about organization in middle school mm -hmm. because I, I learned from them in my middle school that organization was very important and I didn't really get it until now. I mean, when I, when I got into, into college, into university in 2018, I really learned how, to, how important it was to have like an agenda or something that I could somewhere where I could divide my time efficiently because if I only have all the information in my head, I really get lost and I get stressed and everything. And if I, if I write, write everything down, it gets extremely easier. So I, I think that would be my recommendation of our organization because it, it's really, really relevant for me. This also shows me again, teachers can also learn from their students. Because <laughs> definitely that's one thing I need to learn. I always try to keep everything <laughs> in my head. But yeah, it doesn't always work. And yeah, you mentioned you learned this at school. Um, I mean, you were this kind of student that would always uh, succeed no matter with or without the teacher. And uh, right now, some people are criticizing school a lot. They are doing this harshly, uh, if it's even necessary, because you know the whole landscape has changed and entrepreneurship mm -hmm. is very important. So a lot of people are even questioning, do you still need 
a school degree or a university degree? Is that even the path that people must go down? Mm-hmm. But you're saying it still gave you a lot, although you might not you might not need every class because you could teach this to your yourself. Yes. I think teachers are really, really extremely relevant. I, I think teachers that are passionate about their work and teachers that I don't know, that know a lot, that they transmit they know how to transmit correctly their knowledge. They are extremely relevant for people in any age. I mean, I think little kids or teenagers or, or young adults, they love, we love to learn about people that enjoy their work and what are they doing and how they, I, I mean, I personally love to see how teachers get out of their ways and like get out of their boxes to, for us to learn and for us to enjoy the class and for us to, you know, get the most out of the, of the, of classes. And I get, I maybe maybe get a little bit how why people don't like school and they think that they, it is not relevant because now we have um, platforms like Coursera or, or stuff when we could when where we could learn um, externally from school. But I think school is really still really really relevant. I mean, human contact and human like word to word, mouth to mouth transmission of experience and knowledge. It's it's. Awesome. I love it. Awesome. And it's still important. And I've so, just so, uh, seen some teachers really trying new ways. Uh, somebody who works with me, she's in second grade. I just saw this on, on her video camera. She, she took a whole corner of, uh, I think it's her living room in her house and transformed mm-hmm. it into a classroom for the second oh. with, with a board, with a whiteboard, with posters and oh. nice decorations. So for the kids, It's really like being in a classroom. Of course. And, um, yeah, you said it. So it, it things have to shift. I mean, we have information on our hands now. So school might be based on memorizing. And we don't need to memorize because we can Google everything. But it's mm-hmm. still, we need to learn how to make connections and how, how to use that information. So I often get this, I don't know. We, let's take, for example, the Pythagorean theorem or Ohm's law. And people ask me, Why do I need to learn this? Will I ever use this in life? Um, so maybe and maybe not, but it's also about the journey. It's mm-hmm. all the skills that you learn on this journey. And you mentioned, mm-hmm. for example, the, the skill of being organized or the skill of seeing connections. So those, your projects are great examples. Promo de hoy, segunda vida, you see connections you're connecting dots that other people might not connect that's also what you learn in school is to transfer knowledge and transfer information from one area to another yes definitely definitely i I agree i couldn't agree more (laughs) great so it's still very important um i would like to end well on a positive note since we're already there on this positive note looking into the future in whatever context you like this could be on the whole global perspective of the planet or just something private. What is it that you are most hopeful about when you think about the future? I think in the, um, in the future, I'm most hopeful about maybe people starting to value more their, their friends and their acquaintances and their human contact in general, their families, because in all of this almost six months that we have been um, in the pandemic situation, We have drifted a lot away from our, our close friends and our close family members. And 
as you said, Mexicans are very, very used to being close to people and we are very um, used to getting into into parties or maybe huge events or concerts or festivals. I mean, that all of that things, I hope that when we get there again, we value them more and we not just take them for granted, you know, and we start being more empathic with our, our people that are around us and we start, um, I don't know, I hope that people start getting happier than they were before when we get out of all of this, you know? Right. And I've, uh, I hope we will be more empathic. I, I heard this from somebody from another podcaster, George Rapp is his name, and he said that there are like these three little questions that make such a big difference for others. If you just ask them, are you fine? Are you safe? And can I do anything for you? Those three little questions, and they make such a huge difference. Yes, yes, they're awesome. We get sometimes very stuck in our own personal lives, and we always just believe that we're the main characters and we just focus on that. But maybe it's time for us to start giving a little bit more of attention to others and their feelings because it makes a huge difference as you just said. A right. huge and yeah, let's just hope when this is all over because this will be over eventually. And uh, yes. I'm, I'm hopeful that we're already like halfway through. Uh, it might be another six months, something like that. But I'm hopeful that By, by next spring, next summer, we will all be through this. We will all be vaccinated and we can go out again and enjoy the things that we're missing. But also, as you said, keep paying attention to those things that this pandemic helped, helped us see. Uh, that yes, really definitely. Paola, where can other people best find you on social network? I think Instagram is the best one. I, I am always... Um, um, getting into that app. So I think they can write me over there, maybe even Facebook, but I don't use it as much. I, I use TikTok a lot too. And I think that's it. Right. So on the show notes, I will share the link to your personal Instagram so people can find you and maybe also the links to your 47 different projects. <laughs> of course. It was a real pleasure to talk to you. I, I always learn a lot. I must say, when I talk to you, and uh, it's time flies by. Uh, thank you. I always learn a lot from you, too, since 2014, 13. <laughs> so, yeah, take care, Paola. Thank you for being on the podcast, and we will follow you. Good luck with your project. Thank you. Congratulations on your master's, by the way. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> As I told you, I really enjoyed this conversation. Paola is just full of energy and positive vibes and she's reminding us how important it is and how easy it can be to help people in our community. Especially now with social media, there are so many new possible ways and she is showing us how to do it. You should definitely check out her projects. And I want to invite you to create something similar like Promo de Hoy for your own hometown. It's a great way for local businesses to multiply their social media outreach and to get their offers to the customers. I am truly hopeful for the future because there are many young people just like Paola. This Generation Z, as it is called, and it is often criticized for not reading and wasting a lot of time on social media, this generation is actually a generation of very open and critical minds who observe their surroundings with a lot of empathy and they are exploring new ways 
using the connectivity of the internet to actually do something good and to solve small and also some of the big problems. Just look at Fridays for Future. Let's not forget that these young generations will have to find solutions for some big messed up problems that we and earlier generation have caused. So I refuse to say that millennials and Generation Z are a problem. I think it's quite the opposite. They are giving me hope that better times are coming that we will finally take some steps in the right directions altogether. And Paola is a great example of how somebody my age can also learn and take inspiration from the younger generations. What I truly admire is that she takes her know-how about entrepreneurship, but with the genuine mission of helping other people and not with the idea to make a financial profit herself. I mean, she could easily do that. But her focus there is on providing a specific service to people in each of her different projects. And that's exactly why it works so well. There are a lot of people in the world who should learn this lesson by looking at her example. Well, let us now turn to our trivia game Find the Fake. This week I posted four items about the just beginning month of September on Instagram. And here they are. Item number one, in the old Roman calendar, September was the seventh month. Item number two, before Julius Caesar's calendar, September had only 29 days. Item number three, September is the month with the lowest birth rates in the United States. And item number four, in 1752, September had only 19 days in the UK, due to the change from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar. You can still play along. I'll just give you a moment. You can pause. Participation was kind of low this time, but a few people did figure this out and could not be fooled. So let us go right at it. Item one about September being the seventh month in the old Roman calendar. This one is true. The name comes from the Latin word septimus, the seventh. And just in the same way, October, November and December are the 8th, 9th, and 10th month successively. Item number two about September having 29 days in that same calendar is also true. At least that's the information that I could find. Item number three about September being the month with the lowest birth rates in the US. This one was the fake. It is actually the opposite. September is the month with the highest birth rates. In fact, September 9th is the most common birthday in the world. I missed that birthday just by three days. Respect for submitting the correct answer to Andrea Rodriguez, Carolina Rodriguez, and Gina Fernandez. It's all Mexican girl power this week. Well, this all means that item number four is true. September had only 19 days in the UK in 1752, because that's when they adjusted from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar, the one we are still using now. The problem was that all the seasons were getting shifted in the calendar, because the Julian calendar was not taking into account that the year has actually 365 days and a quarter, approximately. So there were no leap years in that calendar, and in order to correct for the shifts that had already occurred in the year in question, they jumped directly from September 3rd to the 15th, 
skipping 11 days. I wonder if we did this again, since my birthday is in that range, if I don't have to add that year to my age? Hmm. Well, dear rabbits, this is all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and thank you so much for taking your time and listening. You can find my podcast on Instagram at Where Did The Rabbit Go? Over there, you can also participate in the trivia game on next Tuesday. And please also check out the show notes to find Paola's different projects on Instagram and give her a follow. If you like the show and you want to support me, there are easy, painless ways to do so. You can rate and review the show. That would make it easier for other people to find the podcast as well. And please subscribe to the show so you get it into your podcast feed automatically every time there is a new episode. Communicate with me using the hashtag where did the rabbit go on Instagram or Twitter. Stay safe and stay curious. Until next Thursday, I'm Marco and this has been Where Did the Rabbit Go?